Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12.2 This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Just prior to the 2015 Obergefell decision of the United States Supreme Court, which struck a devastating blow on the legal, cultural, and familial legacy inherited across 20 centuries of Western civilization, the pastors and elders of Parish Presbyterian Church issued the Franklin Statement, a biblical view of covenant marriage, love, and sexuality, declaring it is God who has established, sanctified, and ordained covenant marriage. Therefore, all things governing its definition, initiation, nature, purpose, sanctity, recognition, and perpetuation must be determined by his word and by his word alone. Jesus declared, from the beginning of creation, God made us male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. In the scriptures, we are instructed that all those who enter into this relation are to cherish a mutual esteem and love, Ephesians 5, and to bear with each other's infirmities and weaknesses, Colossians 3 and 1 Peter 3, to comfort each other in sickness and in trouble, 1 Corinthians 7, in honesty and industry to provide for each other, 2 Thessalonians 3, and for their household in temporal things, Proverbs 31, to pray for and encourage each other in the things which pertain to God, Ephesians 6, and to live together as co-heirs of the grace of life, 1 Peter 3. This is the holy estate of matrimony, and because covenant marriage is the biblical model for true intimacy and sexuality, understanding its character, nature, and purpose is vital not only for the family, but also for the church and for the wider culture, Ephesians 5. Thus, we affirm that biblical covenant marriage is established, sanctified, and ordained by God first for his own glory, 1 Corinthians 10, showing forth his love, Hosea 3, his grace, Hosea 2, and his good providence, Proverbs 18. Second, he established marriage as a beautiful demonstration of his covenant to the world, Genesis 1. Third, he established it as a provision of his merciful grace, Genesis 2 and 3. Fourth, 
He established it as a remedy against sin, so that husbands and wives may live chastely in covenant to one another and to the Lord, keeping themselves as undefiled members of Christ's body, 1 Timothy 4. Fifth, he established marriage as a hedge of protection against both the corruptions of an unnatural idolatry, Romans 1, and the distortions of God's perfect design for emotional and sexual desire, 1 Corinthians 6. Sixth, he established sanctified and ordained marriage as an inducement to affirm, support, and mature the complementary roles of men and women in the family, in the culture, and in the church, Ephesians 5 and Titus 2. Seventh, he established marriage for the propagation of children to be brought up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord for the extension of Christ's church to the glory of the sovereign God, Genesis 1 and Ephesians 6. Eighth, He established marriage as an example and provocation to love and good deeds, both in prosperity and in adversity, Hosea chapters 1 through 3. Ninth, he established marriage as a means of putting off the old man, Ephesians 4, living in light of the newness of the new creation, no longer finding our identity in what we once were, 1 Corinthians 6, not uniting a fallen identity with a Christian one, Romans 6 and Ephesians 4, but instead finding our identity in Christ, John 1, Romans 6, Ephesians 1, and 1 Peter 2. And 10th, He established marriage as a provocation to genuine love and holiness. God has given husbands and wives to one another to fit them for faithful kingdom service and ultimately for heaven itself, 1 Corinthians 7, 1 Corinthians 13. Now, while civil magistrates, courts, denominations, and congregations may Uh, legislate the certification, regulation, and licensing of domestic unions, partnerships, and friendships, and even defining such unions as true love or marriage, only God himself actually defines love and marriage by the covenantal decrees in his biblical revelation. Therefore, his faithful church is duty-bound to yield only to his purposes in this as in all things, Acts 4. We do therefore commit ourselves to affirm, uphold, honor, strengthen, and sanction biblical covenant marriage alone as an ordinance of Christ and his church. We make this declaration as a gracious and faithful outworking of both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net or adoringgod.org.